Section 14 of Expository Thoughts on the Gospel of St. Luke, Volume 2, by J. C. Ryle. Chapter 12, verses 41 to 48. The doing Christian praised, the indolent misuser of privileges threatened. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain, read by Marianne. Luke, chapter 12, verses 41 to 48. Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speakest thou this parable unto us or even to all and the lord said who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his lord shall make ruler over his household and give to them their portion of meat in due season blessed is that servant whom his lord when he cometh shall find so doing of a truth i say to you that he will make him ruler over all that he hath but and if that servant say in his heart my lord delayeth his coming and shall begin to beat the men-servants and maidens and to eat and drink and to be drunken the lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him and at an hour when he is not aware and will cut him in sunder and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers and that servant which knew his lord's will and prepared not himself neither did according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes but he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes for unto whomsoever much is given of him shall be much required and to whom men have committed much of him they will ask the more we learn from these verses the importance of doing in our christianity our lord is speaking of his own second coming he is comparing his disciples to servants waiting for their master's return who have each their own work to do during his absence blessed he says is that servant whom his lord when he cometh shall find so doing the warning has doubtless a primary reference to ministers of the gospel they are the stewards of god's mysteries who are specially bound to be found doing when christ comes again but the words contain a further lesson which all christians would do well to consider that lesson is the immense importance of a working practical diligent useful religion the lesson is one which is greatly needed in the churches of christ we hear a great deal about people's intentions and hopes and wishes and feelings and professions it would be well if we could hear more about people's practice it is not the servant who is found wishing and professing but the servant who is found doing whom jesus calls blessed the lesson is one which many unhappily shrink from giving and many more shrink from receiving we are gravely told that to talk of working and doing is legal and brings christians into bondage remarks of this kind should never move us they savor of ignorance and perverseness the lesson before us is not about justification but about sanctification not about faith but about holiness the point is not what a man should do to be saved but what ought a saved man to do the teaching of scripture is clear and express upon the subject a saved man ought to be careful to maintain good works titus chapter three verse eight the desire of a true christian ought to be to be found doing if we love life let us resolve by god's help to be doing christians this is to be like christ he went about doing good acts chapter 10 verse 38 this is to be like the apostles 
they were men of deeds even more than of words this is to glorify god herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit john chapter 15 verse 8 this is to be useful to the world let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven matthew chapter 5 verse 16 we learn secondly from these verses the awful danger of those who neglect the duties of their calling of such our lord declares that they shall be cut in sunder and their portion appointed with the unbelievers these words no doubt apply especially to the ministers and teachers of the gospel yet we must not flatter ourselves that they are confined to them they are probably meant to convey a lesson to all who fill offices of high responsibility it is a striking fact that when peter says at the beginning of the passage speakest thou this parable to us or even to all our lord gives him no answer whosoever occupies a position of trust and neglects his duties would do well to ponder this passage and learn wisdom the language which our Lord Jesus uses about slothful and unfaithful servants is peculiarly severe. Few places in the Gospels contain such strong expressions as this. It is a vain delusion to suppose that the Gospel speaks nothing but smooth things. The same loving Saviour who holds out mercy to the uttermost to the penitent and believing never shrinks from holding up the judgments of God against those who despise his counsel. Let no man deceive us on this subject. There is a hell for such a one as goeth on still in his wickedness, no less than a heaven for the believer in Jesus. There is such a thing as the wrath of the Lamb. Revelations chapter 6 verse 16. Let us strive so to live that whenever the heavenly master comes, we may be found ready to receive him. Let us watch our hearts with godly jealousy and beware of the least symptom of unreadiness for the Lord's appearing. Especially let us beware of any rising disposition to lower our standard of Christian holiness, to dislike persons who are more spiritually minded than ourselves, and to conform to the world. The moment we detect such a disposition in our hearts, we may be sure that our souls are in great peril. The Christian professor who begins to persecute God's people, and to take pleasure in worldly society, is on the high road to ruin. We learn, lastly, from these verses, that the greater a man's religious light is, the greater is his guilt if he is not converted. The servant which knew his Lord's will, but did it not, shall be beaten with many stripes. Unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. The lesson of these words is one of application. It demands the attention of many classes. It should come home to the conscience of every British Christian, his judgment shall be far more strict than that of the heathen who never saw a Bible. It should come home to every Protestant who has the liberty to read the Scriptures. His responsibility is far greater than that of the priest-ridden Romanist who is debarred from the use of God's Word. It should come home to every hearer of the Gospel. If he remains unconverted, he is far more guilty than any inhabitant of some dark parish who never hears any teaching but a sort of semi-heathen morality. It should come home to every child and servant in religious families. All such are far more blameworthy in God's sight than those who live in houses where there is no honor paid to the word of God and prayer. Let these things never be forgotten. Our judgment at the last day will be according to our light and opportunities. 
what are we doing ourselves with our religious knowledge are we using it wisely and turning it to good account or are we content with the barren saying we know it we know it and secretly flattering ourselves that the knowledge of our lord's will makes us better than others while that will is not done let us beware of mistakes the day will come when knowledge unimproved will be found the most perilous of possessions thousands will awake to find that they are in a lower place than the most ignorant and idolatrous heathen their knowledge not used and their light not followed will only add to their condemnation notes luke chapter 12 verses 41 to 48 verse 42 and the lord said let it be noted that our lord jesus christ did not give any direct reply to the question which peter asks major remarks the meaning of our saviour's reply appears to be this the precepts that i have given apply to every individual but with greater force to you who are in the situation of stewards to whom much has been entrusted and from whom consequently much will be required the whole passage down to the forty-eighth verse appears to be parabolic and figurative and we must be careful not to strain any particular expression in it further than is warranted by the general scope of the context steward this word it should be noted is specially used by st paul as descriptive of the ministerial office first corinthians chapter four verse one it would seem to show that ministers are primarily pointed at in our lord's teaching in this parable verse forty four make him ruler over all that he hath the expression should be compared with similar expressions in the parables of the talents and of the pounds verse forty five beat the men servants etc stella though a roman catholic commentator remarks how closely this verse describes the conduct of cardinals and bishops at rome in the beginning of the seventeenth century verse forty six we'll cut him in sunder it admits of some doubt whether the greek word so translated will bear so strong a sense as our translators have put upon it it is only found in this passage and a similar passage in matthew chapter twenty four verse fifty one parkhurst thinks that it means shall scourge with the utmost severity others think that it means shall separate or remove from his office shall dismiss it certainly is worthy of note that after using this expression our lord speaks of the unfaithful servant as yet alive he shall appoint him his portion with the unbelievers with the unbelievers some think that this expression means simply with the unfaithful servants in contradistinction to the faithful servants described in the forty-second verse comparison with matthew chapter twenty-five verse twenty-one favors this idea verse forty-eight knew not commit things worthy of stripes watson thinks that the ignorance here must be taken comparatively and not absolutely few expressions in the bible are more unfavorable to the heathen who die in ignorance of the gospel than this it is vain to conceal from ourselves the solemn truth that no degree of ignorance makes a man entirely guiltless and excusable in the sight of god our very ignorance is part of our sin unto whomsoever much is given etc in this sentence our lord lays down a great principle in his kingdom as an appropriate conclusion to the parable he has just been speaking baxter remarks on this verse great gifts are to be used with great diligence and great trusts and powers and charges 
are rather to be feared than sought. Little do the conquerors of the world, or those that strive for church preferments, believe and consider what duty, and what deep damnation, they labor for. End of section 14